come with us. When you wish upon a star. Come and remember the magic. What's up, all you rad dudes and dudettes? Welcome to 90s Disney, your podcast for everything about Disney in the 90s. I'm your host, AJ Minotti, joined by my brothers, Mike Minotti. Hello. And Chris Minotti. Hello. What's up, guys? Uh, Everyone recuperated for my birthday? Yes, maybe. Not yes. really. It was quite the spectacle. We really didn't do too much. We went fake golfing. <laughs> fake golfing's great. Fake golfing was very fun. Yeah. We ate, we drank, we hung out. It was Good fun. Stuff. So yes, uh, short month of February meant we kind of didn't get to a bonus episode. We'll, we'll, well they're called we bonus episodes for a reason. We'll, we'll blame it on my birthday. Yeah, bonus episode for a reason. We'll, there's we'll a lot going on, you know. There was a lot going on, and uh, there's a lot going on this month, because Mike, where are we going? We are going on an adventure. What an, kind of adventure? An energy adventure. Whose energy adventure? Alan's Alan DeGeneres of TV and screen? Yes, her. She's what gonna, does she know about energy? <laughs> Well, it's not much, it turns out, but we're going to fix that, or Bill Nye is anyway. So, yes, we're talking about Ellen's Energy Adventure from Epcot, which opened on September 15th, 1996. Would you like to know some other facts about this time in 100%, history? 100%, yes. Well, we, we've been doing it for three years. Why stop now? You know, the number one movie around this time was Maximum Risk by Jean-Claude Van Damme. I have never heard of this oh, movie. Oh, that's who, that's what JCVD yeah, is. I was, I was like, that's that. that. that's that. like is this is a, a hip-hop artist I don't know about. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Okay, well, the the number one song was the Macarena by Los Del Rio. Oh, yeah. Hey, Macarena. That sure was a, a fun My kids man. came home from school like a few weeks ago like, Dad, look at this dance we learned. They started yeah. doing the Macarena. <laughs> still wow. And I'm like, guys, guys. I know the Macarena. It is not cool, okay? (laughs) No, this is good news. This heartens me to know that they're still being taught the the Macarena. I was called the Ocarina. The Macarena (laughs) of time. Uh, And then, hey, Crash Bandicoot came out September 9th, just a little bit before this. The first Crash Bandicoot. September 9th turning out to be the best uh, day and month for most things. Yeah, September 9th. That's when Dreamcast, September 9th, 1999. It's a good time. Beatles rock band. Uh, you. <laughs> all right, everybody. That's two things. <laughs> That's all I need. <laughs> Before we talk about Ellen's energy adventure, we need to talk about the universe of energy. And this is one of the attractions that opened with Epcot in the future world. It was one of the major pavilions uh, with the park on October 1st, 1982, with Exxon as the sponsor, which is, you know, of course, it's a giant oil company is the major sponsor. We're one of the very fitting sponsors. Sponsorships that happen. Right, I suppose so. So this was in a pretty iconic building here. It had kind of a triangle shape when you looked at it from the top with the roof sort of sloping downwards to this point. And like the point like has this slice in it that you can actually walk through to get into the entrance. Mm-hmm. Then the rest of the point uh, kind of looks at uh, it sort of points at the marquee, which is on this little pond with a kind of rippling effect. Not like a giant water feature like you have out front of Imagination or even Living Seas, but so pleasant. Yes. A respectful amount of water used there. <laughs> of course, there are 80,000 um, photo vo- photovoltaic solar power cells. I'll, well I'll, I'll say that's right. 
that were on the roof. Uh, they talk about these all the time. So there's literally solar energy panels on the roof of the building and this yeah. is being used Talked to Talked about during the ride. Yeah. <laughs> this is partially helping power the ride. Uh, not not anywhere near doing all of it. But this, yes, other solar farms. So it's not, I mean, it's not entirely for show. They do actually do things with solar energy. Right. Well, yeah, now they have, like, there's the big farm just outside Epcot that's shaped like Mickey. Right, right. I believe they have at least one more. Yeah, they do. Mm -hmm. I mean, they they must have moved the panels from the roof somewhere, right? Because they're not on the Guardians of the Galaxy roof, are they? They very well maybe. Why not? If it's, I'm sure there is something. I don't know if it's the same. Because isn't the whole hook of the experience supposed to be like they're Peter Quill thinks they're going to the Universe of Energy and like that's well, I think they're going to Epcot. I don't know. We'll get to that. But uh, and then the there's panels on the sides of the building. They're kind of these earth toned gradients. but uh, and then uh, kind of the rest of that point that I was talking about that's look that's by the marquee that's covered in these nice reflective panels, which is uh which is kind of nice. The whole attraction, including the pre-show, which is kind of a part of the attraction, really takes about thirty-eight minutes. So this is a this was a long ride. Because the crowd suck. Yep. Dedicate your time. Right. I mean, we think about it, there's not even that. There's not really a cue for it. It's just you get you get put into the pre-show, and you're just supposed to stand out there and and wait for the next show. Yep. Uh, and even in Ellen, we'll see later. Like they kind of basically at the end of the pre-show, she does like the t- the, the thirty-second version of it for the people who walked in at the last second. Yeah. But uh, before Ellen, this pre-show was called Kinetic Mosaic, and it mosaic. was... Mosaic. Mosaic. Hey, now. It was an eight-minute show featuring a mosaic screen invented by the uh, Czech... Czech. <laughs> You're Czechoslovakian. You said Zek. <laughs> it's a silent C. C. <laughs> I, you know, I probably would have said it right, but then you got to my head mosaic or mosaic, and now I'm scared. <laughs> well, would you want us to read the rest of the sentence for no. you? No. <laughs> it, it, yeah, by film director Emil Radok. You guys have any problem with Radok? Does that seem right to you? Emil Radok. Dang it. <laughs> that does sound better. <laughs> probably, it probably is Radok, huh? This was a really cool pre-show, though. This featured 100 rotating prism-shaped flip screens arranged in a 25-wide by 4-high array, and each prism had three different surfaces, and two of these would be white projection surfaces, and like the one would be matte black side. So basically, like you could turn it off by flipping to that one. It's hard to describe, but if you look at a video of it, yeah, it, it is, really is it's impressive. A really unique thing, what's going yeah. on? It's kind of it's like not trippy-ish, but it's just it's, it's memorizing, mesmerizing, Mes- mesmerizing. That he's got to mesmerize. <laughs> you hear that? You hear that? Too? He's got them all mesmerized. <laughs> uh, and also, this has the best, one of the best Epcot songs playing uh, during it. The song called "Energy." Uh, you make the world go round. Absolutely. It's composed by Al Kasha. Lyrics by Joel Hershorn and performed by Robert Maline. Now, uh, Bob Maline did a lot of Epcot songs. He's he sang "Listen to the Land," uh, "Canada," "Your Lifetime Journey," and the original "Golden Dreams." He also this is really interesting. He did an original like demo for "Journey into Imagination." Wow! Oh yeah, which is weird because it's so different from what we have. It's it's his style, which is kind of folksy, you know. Yeah, completely different vibe than what we got with the Sherman Brothers. To find that. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And you know the ep- 
Epcot entrance melody song that was on all those albums. We love it. Do we use it for our old podcast? <laughs> it was podcast? The, uh, the theme music for the Exploding Barrel right. podcast. Yeah, this centers around that energy theme very heavily, so it's great stuff. Anyways, after the pre-show, you then uh, go into this large room where you board one of six traveling theater cars. Uh, these are giant vehicles, and they almost even present like, oh, this is a theater. You're going to sit yeah, in just your have, theater. Yeah, have a seat. Watch this show. Right. But Passive in, experience. But these are actually vehicles, and they move, um, and they follow guide wires embedded in the floor, so they are technically trackless. This is like pre-RFID, like... The most primitive version of this technology you can't imagine, but it did work. Right. right. I mean, it's basically radio signals following wires, right? Yep. Like that's it's, how this works. It is literally, from going back to the sci-fi dining episode, it's that self-driving car following the wire in the road. Mm-hmm. Just much bigger. Mm-hmm. And this is, is this, this is ultimately pretty similar to Tower of Terror and what they use, right? Right. So again, by the time you get to Tower of Terror, you're using RFIDs and local positioning systems or LPS. Yeah, you don't have the physical wire in the, the ground. Yeah, it's, a little, well. it's a little more advanced, but again, it's it's uh, different means of the same ends. And by the time we're at Ride 2, it's just computers, right? Yes. Just programming and following instructions. So these vehicles would uh, turn around after loading to face these three large screens where you would see a four-minute handmaded animated film about the start of life on Earth and the formation of the fossil fuels. So this then transitions into the primeval uh, primeval diorama. Is primeval right? Primeval. primeval. What? I can't pronounce anything today. <laughs> yeah. What, like, Chris and I just look at like each other and concerned, smirk. to be I, I, honest. Know I was Are you okay? For two days. <laughs> primeval. I should be Pri- primeval Pri- world. Primeval. Prime, yeah. Like Diablo. Like, He's one of the primevils. Okay? Primeval. The primeval diorama. Like, like the well-known ride in Animal Kingdom that got torn down. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. What is that called? Primeval, primeval World. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this uh, this is actually kind of based somewhat on a, a similar diorama in the Disneyland Railroad, which itself was a successor to um, the Disney's Magic Skyway attraction that they built for Ford at the 1964's World Fair. That featured this dinosaur segment. And kind of like how that was just a shoehorned in dinosaur segment. Here's another kind of shoehorned in dinosaur segment. It's basically what everybody wanted to do the ride for. Because this is the this is really the only part of the attraction that is a ride. Is right. going through these dinosaurs here. Uh, and it features like the, the T-Rex fighting the Stegosaurus. Which itself is kind of mirroring that scene from the Rite of Passage section of Fantasia. I feel like there, there had to be like this meeting where it's like. Imagine here's like okay. We're going to do dinosaurs. It's going to be great. And then, like, like the suits are like, all right, guys, we have a sponsor from Exxon Mobil. Or just Exxon back then. We got to do a ride about oil. <laughs> and someone went, fossil fuels. Fossil. <laughs> Uh, so after you go through this thing, you then the cars enter into this new theater called the Epcot Energy Information Center. This is where you watch. This is like the bulk of the attraction. You watch like a 14-minute film here about current and future energy sources and they do these kind of three large wraparound screens so it's basically like super widescreen kind riveting of thing. Mm-hmm. exciting so after that film uh those screens would actually raise and the cars travel under them back into the original theater and here guests watch a two-minute computer animated film that was reflected off of mirrored walls and set to the song universe of energy this is different from energy you make the world go mm-hmm. around although this was also composed by al kasha and joel hirshhorn then the ride's over. You kind of just unceremoniously like walk out and you're right, outside. Bye. You're just outside. There's no right. post show. There's no gift, no shop. gift right. shop even. It's so weird because Epcot had so many post show like areas. Like that was a big part of the thing, right? Uh, and, but like and it was like expo space for the sponsors, right. right? You know. And the building's massive when you look at it. It's like you right. can squeeze one in, I guess. But yeah, it's, I mean, you can look at the, sh- the floor plan. It's interesting because it really is like pre show. 
that one theater, then this the ride that kind of like circles around to that other theater, which is connected to the first theater, and then you're outside. Yeah. And the rest of the room is basically maintenance and the, the old VIP lounge, which which uh, got repurposed later here. So this version of the ride uh, lasted basically until January 21st, 1996, when they closed it with plans for a uh, big refurbishment. A lot of Future World was changing at this time. World of Motion was already closed. They were already getting ready for Test Track there. And Horizon was doing its whole kind of, it's done, it's not done. Oh, we thought it'd be done, but Test Track's taking forever. And now this energy thing's being a problem. So it was infrequent. Uh, so they, they, they had to eventually just reopen this ride on June 14th, 1996, because it was going to be such a, you know, it's going to be a busy summer season. And they needed to have something open without having um, World of Motion One, there. It was mid-refurbishment, too, is the big right, thing. Right, so that's, that's the weird thing here is that you have... They installed a lot of the elements for Ellen's energy venture already, including the Ellen animatronic. <laughs> and they already got rid of the um, those, those pan- the panels for that pre-show theater. They already just put in regular yeah, screens. tile right. panels. So they literally just put a rock in front of the Ellen animatronic. They just projected the pre-show thing on like the new screens. It actually like took advantage of the new audio equipment, which I guess was right. nice. Yeah, but uh, well, like, we have other stuff too, like this. The fog effects were taken away that were in the, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the lava was just kind of like plain water. Right. Lots lights. of things. Yeah, yeah. It was this it was, weird hybrid ride. Right. So for this very short section, there was uh, there was this really weird temporary version of the attraction. But then on September second, nineteen ninety six, University. Uh, Universe of Energy did close again, and this time they installed the the films and everything and the final elements to get ready for Ellen's Energy Adventure. They moved that rock yes, to get yeah. Ellen back. <laughs> Ta-da! <Right. laughs> <laughs> this is greatest magic. That's how, that's how animatronics are born. <laughs> yeah, they all hatch from a rock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's talk about Ellen for a second. She was born on January 26, 1958. She got her start as a stand-up comedian in New Orleans, uh, but in, she had her big break when her sitcom Ellen premiered on 1994 on ABC's or Disney's ABC network. This was kind of just back when they would just take up and coming comedians and say like, "Uh, oh, why don't you get a sitcom, right? Like yeah. that's how you had Seinfeld. And we're, everyone loves Raymond. And mm-hmm. uh, th- interestingly, this was actually originally called uh, these friends of mine in the first season. Uh, and then they just uh, changed the name after that first season to enjoy, to avoid confusion with NBC's friends, which I think also like started that year or right around. Oh, weird. Yeah. But the show was popular enough, uh, even you know, after a couple of years, that there that when they needed to do something with Universe of Energy, which at that point was getting a little old, and you know, Epcot has that had that reputation for being the boring educational park, right? And Universe of Energy was maybe very. If, if there's a spectrum from Universe of Energy to Journey into Imagination, this is the top of right, that list. This is yeah. the top of dry Epcot, right? Hope uh, you enjoy the dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Here's a 14 minute. Right. And we saw like their test track, um, mission space, all this stuff they're trying to do. They're mm-hmm. trying to either through thrill rides or for like comedy, brighten up Future World as yeah. it were a little Still bit. Still keep here. it educational in a way. Right. But and so Ellen seemed like a good fit. She's funny. She's up and coming. She's very non-threatening, right? She's, she's freaking Ellen DeGeneres. It's funny that it should be mentioned that Ellen came out as a lesbian in 1997. Right, right after that. Which, I don't know, you guys were probably still pretty young, but I, I remember that like I being mean, a really it, big it, deal. I am embarrassed for society how big a deal it was, because that it, was one of... True, yeah. That was one of the, form, like, the biggest news stories of my childhood. Yeah. It was like that in the O.J. Simpson trial. Right, like but, everyone could right. stop talking. And, like, Maybe because of how little we had to actually worry about in the 90s, but everybody <laughs> lost their minds that yeah. Ellen was gay. And then they like incorporated that into the show, I remember, and there's a lot of lesbian jokes in the show. Right, well, there's a whole 
episode where she came out as a lesbian on the show, right? So, but yeah, it was embarrassing just how big of a deal that was. But yeah, this is actually pre her coming out. I, I tell you what, even just watching that ride right now, I don't know how people are super shocked about that. So the other co-star here is Bill Nye, the science guy. He was born on November 27th, 1955. He worked as an engineer for the 747 airliner at Boeing. And uh, then he became a comedian. And he really wanted to kind of become the next Mr. Wizard. Mr. Wizard like the really old school guy. He was parodied on Dinosaur Ads guy, right? We need another Tim here. Yes. <laughs> uh, so he was working on this local Seattle TV sketch show that was called Almost Live. And he sort of developed the Bill Nye, the science guy character there. Uh, he would kind of do these science-based experiment comedy sketches that sort of became popular. And he started trying to pitch around this idea for Bill and I, the Science Guy TV show. Uh, he kind of pitched it as Mr. Wizard meets Pee Wee Herman. And this show would eventually get picked up on first the local PBS station in Seattle and then PBS by large starting in 1993. So also still relatively new by 1996. Yeah, I have yeah. to admit, as a kid, I was a bit more of a Beekman's World guy. Be- I like Beekman World's Band. Do people even remember Beekman's World? Probably not. I, so, so I think Bill and I won out, but uh, yeah. not, Be- nothing against Bill and I. Beekman's World had an ensemble cast. Huh? That weird guy in the, the rat, rat costume. Suit, yeah, yeah. And that girl. And yeah, it was great. Yeah. I-, I loved when teachers brought in the TV cart and they oh, put on yeah. Bill and I. Yeah. Watch this for an hour. That was a good day. <laughs> Gosh, yeah, that always felt good. So on September 15th, 1996, this new ride opens as Ellen's Energy Crisis, actually. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Uh, that name changes almost immediately to Ellen's Energy Adventure. It's weird. Like, how did they not come like to terms with that before? But yeah, they probably were like, you know, Crisis doesn't sound too good. No, <laughs> I mean, in a big sign yeah. in the. Let's not forget, like Epcot's very own uh, construction was kind of hampered by a, a literal energy crisis. Right. Yeah. So I don't know why they ever thought to name it that in the first place, but they did change the name eventually. They probably thought it was kind of cute at first. I was like, yeah, nah. <laughs> right. You could find a, a picture of a sign that was below the like original Universe of Energy marquee where it says "Coming Soon, Ellen's Energy Crisis." Uh, it's the only signage of that I've ever seen. <coughs> so just just weird. What's strange though also is that like the pavilion was still called the Universe of Energy. Uh, like they still kept that sign outside. Uh, when you walk in, Ellen, the first thing Ellen says is, hi, welcome to the Universe of Energy. And, you know, and like the only marquee for Ellen's Energy Adventure was that sort of tacky billboard that they had outside the attraction. Yeah, sort of like next, off to the right, yeah. Yeah, kind of next to Wonders of Life. I wonder if, if like, the, the the mindset was, like, the pavilion is the Universe of Energy, but the attraction... But it, but, but it's it's weird, the, the pavilion the, is the attraction, right? Yeah. It's, it's not it's else. not like Wonders of Life where yeah. you have like other things, things inside. It, 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 they're one and the same here, but yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Or even imagination, you know. There's few things there. I At least it, this in a gift shop, I could see. They but. probably wanted to like keep the the history of the name, but have this new thing. It was kind of a have your cake and eat it too situation. I don't think it offended anybody. Well, it probably worked out because you had Ellen in the beginning say, "Welcome to Ellen's Energy Adventure," adventure or "Welcome to the Universe of Energy." Instead of like if they recorded her saying, Welcome to Ellen's Energy Crisis, right? Yeah. And they would have well, That's true. That. Yeah. Whoops, Daisy. Yeah. So, let's is, do- is it still called that with the new ride? No, no, it's just Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Green. I think it's supposed to be like the Xandar, like, oh, that's right. exchange it's like pavilion their- or something. But I, I think on every park map, it's going to, and on every <laughs> sign. You're going to see that logo. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's going to be Guardians of the Galaxy. So this new version of the ride uses the same ride vehicles and theaters. Uh, still has the. Prime Evil diorama, is that right? You got Prime it. Prime Evil did it, thank <laughs> you. Right. So it's very similar in a lot of ways. They just swap out the movies, but that's such a big part of the ride anyways that right. it kind of does change. But even like the movies, they kind of go through the same beats. Like that first 
uh, the first theater is going to show you something about the Big Bang and, and the creation of fossil fuels. The second one's going to be about current and future energy. Well, they're so similar that when they went back to the original version mid-refurbishment, right. the timing for the turntables and everything was the same. They didn't have to reprogram all that. It's like all they did from the hybrid version to the new one was remove the rock and put on the new movies. Yeah, pretty much. Here you go. So this new pre-show, uh, replacing that fantastic mosaic, uh, now takes place on five regular screens, and Ellen is setting up the right story here. She's watching Jeopardy, and her neighbor Bill Nye, the science guy, visits and uh, watches with her. But Ellen's old college roommate, Judy Peterson, portrayed by Jamie Lee Curtis, actually. Stupid Judy. She's on Jeopardy. And uh, Ellen dismisses Judy and says that she's a know-it-all and smarty pants, calls her stupid Judy. And Judy's an expert in energy, which impresses Bill Nye, but Ellen is not into it. <laughs> basically, you know, tells Bill to leave and uh, falls fa- falls asleep, basically, watching Jeopardy here. and Going on about, I don't need energy. Energy's stupid. <laughs> right. This is always one of those weird, like, fourth wall kind of things where it's like, this is Ellen, this is Bill Nye, this is Alex Trebek, this is Jamie Lecure. No, that's Judy Peterson. Right, yeah. You know, like, it's almost like you need to get someone completely unknown to play right. it because you are just kind of like, this is Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> I like the idea that Bill Nye just lived in uh, like in the same apartment building and just, like, in New York. In he did, like, <laughs> yeah. some science experiments. And, and he didn't have his own aluminum foil. <laughs> yeah, right. I need yeah. foil. What kind of scientist doesn't have aluminum foil? <laughs> of course. And like a lot of these, pre- like Ellen's pretending. So there's like Ellen in the dream, but there's also like Ellen off to the side and one of the screens like talking to the audience directly a lot of time. And she'll do like the thing where she asks questions and they pipe in audience responses. <laughs> I love that. Go, a dream sequence. Yeah. Thank you, ma'am. So, yeah, Ellen falls asleep, and now she's having a nightmare where she is playing Jeopardy with Judy and Albert Einstein, oddly enough. Who just doesn't do anything. He's just there. He's there. That's a joke. He's just hanging out. Um, Alistair Beck is actually playing, you know, himself, which is nice. So Judy's destroying Ellen. All the categories are about energy. Ellen doesn't know anything. But Ellen pauses the dream and realizes, like, oh, I'm in charge of my own dream. That's when Bill Nye, the science guy, comes busting through, uh, actually to see Albert Einstein, but he, he agrees to help Ellen learn about energy. And it's at this point that we are now told to move on to the, the next theater, and the ride proper is going to begin. Guests take their seats in those same theater vehicles, and they once again turn to face the first show. Uh, and this is where we see the Big Bang, the formation of the Earth, and all the dinosaurs. And once again... Turn around, and there are those animatronic dinosaurs in the primeval diorama. And the oh, the big difference here, there's some smaller ones. Uh, they painted all the dinosaurs to make them more colorful, because apparently that was a, a trend at the time. I think they went a little too far <laughs> with that. It's, a, it's very neon. Yeah. Like the T-Rex has like a lot of extra markings and things. Especially yeah. around the mouth. It looks yeah. like lipstick or something. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit much. Now, uh, one thing you kind of... Blue Pass, I wanted to bring up, but it's hard to get a sense of it when you watch a video. But the Big Bang bit was really cool because they installed these two giant subwoofers in the theater, basically. And the floor. Yeah. So, like, and that was like the whole jo- like joke when you're watching it is like they're putting on headgear and like, right. They're the really thing. prepping you for a loud noise. It really was loud. Yeah. It, it was, was really cool. cool, actually. Yeah. That was a pretty neat effect. But the other, the big difference here is that they added an Ellen DeGeneres animatronic here. Uh, and this uh, Ellen is kind of fighting off the Alas... Uh, gosh, don't even yell at me for getting this one. <laughs> Alasmosaurus, that, uh, which is like one we'll of those... We'll allow that. Yeah. It's a big sea serpent thing. And th- that was there before, but it was reprogrammed now to kind of be attacking Ellen. And Ellen sort of fending it off with a tree branch while she's got jokes. You now, know? in my youth, this animatronic looked incredibly realistic. It had a lot... Well, it, I, it's, it's, it's movement is very good. Well, that's what... It always threw me off, though 
though, because it kind of was like a 1990s, like uh, lots of movement animatronic in an early 1980s. Like yeah, it, it was a little right. like kind of shoehorned in feeling. Right, like it did it feel it felt a little bit out of place. The face was always weird. yeah. That, that's the, you know, you look back and you're like, oh, that doesn't look like Ellen at all. Yeah, oh no. There. Well, they famously had that joke on her talk show when the ride closed and she got the animatronic back, and it was just like a puppet. Somebody so, made it. It looked her, right. She, she was like petitioning forever to like get the animatronic back, and eventually her staff just like made one and pretended it was in. It looked yeah. hideous. It was hilarious. <laughs> So after the diorama, cars get into position for the second theater. Um, as they're kind of getting in position here to fill up that time, there's a radio station, like news broadcast happening from KNRG. Uh, and this is featuring the voices of Willard Scott and Chris Berman. This is sort of talking about the Ice Age and the rise of mammals as we're getting. Wait, Chris Berman, like ESPN Chris Berman? I believe so. Huh. There you go. So here is, again, once again, the bulk of the attraction. You'll watch this 14-minute film, uh, and it's on these three wraparound screens. At first, it's just the first one, and then it's like it expands to show the other three. So again, it's that big widescreen wraparound effect. And this is where we are learning about all the current and future forms of energy. And it's, it's the kind of theme is like, well, wind, wind energy is great, but it's, eh, it's not enough. And solar, blah, 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 it's, it, it's, it's not enough. Kind of brushing over some of the controversial aspects of, like, say, nuclear energy and yeah. fossil and uh, global warming. Oh, it's, it's <laughs> Exxon. They got a what about global warming? Well, it's a hot topic. <laughs> anyway, right, right. Michael Richards actually has a cameo in this. By the way, he's the caveman who just doesn't see much, doesn't so much discover fire as accidentally has it hit him. But yes, that is very funny though because you, you you said that and I was like, oh yeah, look at that. There's Kramer. Apparently, there is a hidden Mickey in the film too. Oh yeah, right when a man drives his car out of a barn, uh, if you look behind him. A few buildings back, there's a church, and in the doorway of the church, you can see a hidden Mickey tower of some sort. So, something to look out for next time. But then, just like before, these screens rise up a bit, and then you go back into that first theater, and you're you're kind of facing this one screen now that sort of looks like Ellen's TV, and then you see her use her new knowledge to win at Jeopardy, and everybody's happy, and once again, the ride's over, you kind of just get out, and you leave and so that's how the yeah. ride and everyone claps and cheers out of right everyone's like, well, that's the best thing in epcot for sure <laughs> what's gonna top that <laughs> we don't even need test track. keep that thing closed <laughs> i did point out an incongruity in the in the uh verisimilitude of the jeopardy game because if it was what, what double, did you just if say? it was the double jeopardy <laughs> round and she got all the questions right she should have twice as much Money as Ooh. Judy did from the first round. I'm look, just at, look at these inconsistencies. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I, what bothered me was like the final Jeopardy question. It's supposed to be cute because, like, at, in the second film, uh, Bill Nye's like, oh, as long as we use our brain power, we'll come up with new solutions. And the final question is like, what energy source will never run out? And the answer is brain power. I'm kind of with Judy. <laughs> like, yeah. there is, though. It's, so, it's, humans ain't going to be around forever. Oh, I mean, you know, we'll evolve into something new, maybe, or just die out. But yeah, like <laughs> brain power. It's a little cheesy. Although um, the, the the Jeopardy like um, voiceover guy does make a reference to energy, you make the world go round, which is a callback to that song. Yes, I love. Also, they uh, they, they say if you want to have your own uh, Jeopardy nightmare, leave a postcard under your pillow or go to our website. And it, you went what was this website? Yeah, hang on, I had it open. I shut it. It was uh, it was like Dream Jeopardy Nightmare something. Something. Hang on, I I, I was reading the Wikipedia on Bronze Sports Energy Nightmare dot game, which okay. best as I can tell. So if you go to it right now. You get just a, a blank page that says it's been there since 1996, but it's not owned by the Walt Disney Company. Hmm. And I went to the Wayback Machine. It has, like, records of 96, but the last working snapshot was from 2016, where it looked like there was some kind of energy trivia game someone tried to build 
it's not working now. Hmm. I wonder so, if it was like the questions from the Jeopardy. Thing. I just think it's really odd that Disney would do that and not snag the domain that someone else did. Maybe back then it's like, uh, who cares? <laughs> just seems like they would not let that happen today. No, <laughs> let's I be clear. Know. Let's be. Clear. What was it again? Uh, it is energynightmare.game, hmm. which is still someone owns it and has a thing there. There you go. Also, shout out to um, Bruce Broughton, who I kind of probably said that wrong, but he did the uh, he composed the score for Ellen's Energy Victory. It actually has a very nice score. There's like a sweet version of it uh, in in some of the soundtracks. That's a lot of fun to listen to. He also did um, he did like the Homeward Bound movies. I think Ooh. he actually also did the score for the Making of Me. Uh-huh. So, yeah, he's done some uh, he's done some other things there. Now, the ride did see a few changes after it became Ellen's Energy Adventure. In uh, August 2001, the main marquee in the front of the building was replaced with a new one. This was right when Exxon merged with Mobile, so it was Ex- Exxon Mobile was the new name. But they also just got like that new sign. It's probably the one most people know if like that spire going through like that orb, which I, I don't know, is supposed to represent an electron or something, I imagine. But then in, um, a few years later, in 2004, Exxon Mobile stopped being a sponsor. So the ride had no sponsor, so they just got rid of their sponsorship part of the uh, sign there. Also, the Exxon Corporate Lounge, it became offices and workshops, which is uh, kind of trippy. You know, there, um, uh, Martin Smith, who does a lot of videos, great videos on these uh, uh, extinct rides, did a good video on Ellen's Energy Adventure, and he was able to walk through those uh, offices and workshops that used to be the Corporate Lounge. And that's a lot of fun. You can see, like, the door that they used to use to send people straight into Theater One to board the ride. Skip the line. Yeah, skip the line. There's, like, this nice little dinosaur mural there. It's good stuff. Still has, like, that old, like, wood paneling on the sides. Mm-hmm. And- yeah. So when Ellen's Energy Adventure opened, um, the Earth there was um, Earth tone colors that were originally on the side of a uh, Universal Energy I talked about. They were painted to rainbow ones. Then in 2009 or so, Disney repainted those back to the uh, Earth tones. But there was this brief period where one side had like the old colors and the other side had like the new colors. Which one had the new old colors, right? And, like, right. The you new, know what I mean? new. One yeah. side was Earth tones. The other side was rainbow. <laughs> yeah, but and then also in 2009, the ride itself had this big refurbishment. I think a lot of people are saying, oh, what are they going to do? But there was no actual changes. It was mostly just technical stuff. Yeah, all there. behind the scenes stuff. Mm-hmm. And then the Elasmosaurus uh, figure that Ellen was fighting, that thing slowly kind of began to break down and like it lost a lot of its movement uh, as the years went by. They, pro- I imagine they probably programmed it to move around a bit too much at first to fight off Ellen there. Because so, that was an original right, figure right. from the from yep. the opening. Yeah, right, they, they just, just kind of moved it. Right. So, like, eventually it's, like, not even really lunging at Ellen anymore. By August 2014, Disney just removed this. And once it was gone, Ellen kind of looks silly just there by herself, not fighting off anything. So the, then they removed Ellen in September of 2014. So I can vaguely remember her fighting off nothing. Were we there? There was a little it's, period yeah. there where that might have I mean, happened. it literally would have had to be August or September of 2014. Did we go then? Maybe. There, there was a brief little period. I feel like that was when we were going during spring a lot around that yeah, time. I don't though. know. Yeah, it so they just kind of for some reason. They just kind of move some of the pteranodons, uh, the you know pterodactyl-like things, to kind of just re- rearrange them a bit to fill out more of that space once those two animatronics were removed. Oh, even one of the pteranodons disappeared during the summer of 2017. So, so one of them broke down there by the time they're just getting ready to close the ride, anyways. And speaking of that, on July 15th, 2017, that's when Disney announced that Ellen's Energy Measure would close within about a month or so. Um, this didn't exactly shock anybody, I think. The ride was pretty old, and you know, even its real world stars were significant, like noticeably aged compared to how right. they appeared. I mean, it's pretty nuts how long this lasted, and they kind of lucked out when they got Ellen for this. She was like relatively like known, yeah. But then and she, Finding Nemo happened, and right? Talk finding Nemo, the off. talk show was a giant deal. Like Ellen was royalty until really just recently when there was like a bit of a 
pushback. Like she got the show had some controversy because like workers weren't happy, right. and then the show finally ended just recently. But Ellen was riding high for quite a while there. It was always weird because Ellen would also do a lot of specials in Universal sometimes, which was <laughs> always weird to me. It's like you have a ride in the other park. I laugh at the pre-show still when you watch it, and she has that old school flip phone Very with old the antenna yes. that she pushes. Right, in. that phone looks old for 1996. It's funny watching that in 2017. Mm-hmm. So the last day was August 13th, 2017. A lot of people did show up for that last day. Uh, it's not like with the old days with like Mr. Tone and stuff where they did. Yeah, they, they celebrate things now. Heck, great movie ride. Had merchandise you can get. So the weird thing here, though, is that the very last ride broke down in the middle of the diorama. Now, some people think that this might have been intentional because they all the guests evacuated and they got to go walk up right next to all the dinosaur figures. Yeah, and everything. kind of document. And they weren't exactly like kicking people out no, no exactly so people think may just let them and it was a good way for people to get a really nice goodbye there at the end i don't think they were too concerned about not seeing the final two films there that's right. that's 14 minutes of content no dang it who wins jeopardy <laughs> You'll, they'll never know they'll never know they're still Judy. laying out awake awake at night Judy deserve to win darn it <laughs> So that was it for Ellen's Energy Adventure. At the D23 Expo in July 2017, that's when Disney announced plans for Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, uh, which will replace Ellen's Energy Adventure. It's hard to believe that it was announced that long ago. because this Five thing, years. This thing's wow. finally getting ready to open. It's going to open this summer, yeah. 2022. Maybe even this May, but yes. Five so, years. Uh, Memorial Day weekend, they said, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so well, the one guy tweeted that. The one like executive tweeted Memorial yeah. Day weekend and <laughs> yeah. then like removed the tweet. <laughs> was, uh, like, but then uh, a video came out today showing the queue, and they say summer at the end of it. I see. The Imagineer does. So this this coaster, is, it's, it uses the original Universe of Energy building for its entrance in the queue, and I think the loading, but the most of the ride itself takes place in this giant new show building. Massive. That, that they kind of built just behind the Universe of Energy, and it's just this like big building that they painted. You never blue. notice it. Yeah. Yeah. What building? Right. <laughs> So it, it, it's hard to believe that. Yeah, that's what. Do you know happen. what that blue trivia question? What that blue paint color is called? The green we know go, go away green. green. Look away gray. What is the blue? Man, I just read it. Bye Not, bye blue. Bye bye. That's it. Yeah, bye bye blue. There you go. Huh. I'm a genius. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that is it for Ellen's Energy Venture, which somehow managed to last longer than the original Universe of Energy ever did. Guys, what are your thoughts on Ellen's energy adventure? AJ, I want to ask you this first because mm. I have real—I really have n- basically no memory of the original universe of energy. I might—it's hard to tell what's memory and what's just me like remembering commercials or anything at this right. point. Do you remember the original universe of energy? I can remember being very confused because <laughs> I didn't understand like like all the talk of energy was very over my head as a kid. It was very dry, even for it was Epcot. very dry. But then dinosaurs. I'm like, that was cool. And I, I just think I I think my 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 takeaways from it as a kid were this is taking a while. Dinosaurs are cool, but this is really slow. Mm-hmm. And now I have to watch a movie. And like I again I could see why they felt the need to change it. And then I mean, even then that probably the same takeaways for a kid. Right. By the time by the time you modernized it, you were already behind what kids wanted to do in the late nineties as, right. as well, which you know, again, it's shocking that it did last so long. Um but yeah, like like I I, I, I know I've been on it before pre Allen. I, I, I can remember these kind of sensations. I I mean, obviously the thing that stays with me the most is the diorama. Right. Um, that's everyone liked. Because again, that's that's kind of why you're there. We liked Bill Nye the Science Guy, though. Right. Yes. I and mean, he was, yeah. Well, well, I mean, when it when it was new, it was very cool. Because again, I liked Bill Nye, and I knew who Ellen was, and you know, I liked Jeopardy, and 
Like like it felt very current and hip and everything. It, it, but that that didn't last long. Yeah, it was hard as a repeat ride. This yeah. is one of those rides we did once every four or five trips. You know, well you did it back that. in the day because frankly there there wasn't a lot of other rides to do in Epcot. Right, and it was and, a time and, you know, and too, we though. didn't we were too young to really appreciate World Showcase so. Going on a ride was more fun than hmm. walking around a store. I mean, we probably would have done Horizons or Imagination a few times rather than doing this more. But so here, here's here's my my secret shame. I had one last chance to do this ride when we went on on my honeymoon. We were it was like we got to the Epcot when it opened. I don't. What, what year would this have been? This was two, when did I get married? Two thousand fourteen. So. Um, that would have been maybe you did see it with the Ellen attacking uh, nothing. No, because I didn't ride it. Why not? So I, I forget what we had. I think it was like a breakfast reservation or a fast pass. The ride was going to load like like that countdown clock was going. It, it was going to be ready in like fifteen minutes. I love something. that countdown clock too. Yeah, it was, it was like, like it blends like in med, nicely med, with the tiles, yeah, meshing yeah. with the tiles. And we're sitting there, and Mission Space had no line. I was like, "Hey, hun, Ew. I should Ew. have enough time." So I don't, I don't have to do it later. I'd I could, rather I could do kick over, <laughs> get on Mission crazy. Space, get back over here. We're good to go. She goes, okay. And I don't know why, but Mission Space took like way longer than I thought it would. And we we missed it. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have time to wait for the next one. No, it's 40 bits for the next one. Or right. Whatever. So we... Well, probably not 40 minutes. They probably had two sets of Right. So yeah. So we uh, we didn't get to do it. And, and then I realized like, oh, we I failed. missed my chance. But that and was... you know what? That was August of 2014. So... Mm-hmm. So I would have, sure I would have just, I would have just, uh, would have seen an you awkward seen Ellen. That. Yeah, maybe I would have just missed yeah. that dinosaur. I mean, that maybe. was the nice thing about the ride is that there was no real line. It was just you sat in that, you know, they're stood yeah. in that one room for a little right. bit, right? Couple but of it, actual benches to sit on. But it was, yeah. it was really long. Like at a certain points, like, do I really want to devote the next forty minutes to doing this one? That's attraction? the thing. Right. It, it's just such a time suck. It's, it's right, and you need a lot. Yeah. You need all the, those minutes are precious in in, in in Epcot, man. I tell you what. Yeah, these days especially. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Chris, like, wh- like, where did you ever rank Ellen's Energy Adventure as, as a c- compared to all the other future world attractions? Future, uh, bot- probably the, my my least favorite, but it well, it's but probably wait, one be- of my better than the new imagination. <laughs> that's, a, that, that's honestly, I honestly don't know. Oh come on, it, it's weird guys! It, I mean, it's better than the uh, to, to the one without figment. Yeah, I'll give it that, but not the dream. The so better the second version, with, not the third yes, version yes. of Figment. Brevity it, is the soul of wits. It's one that. of those rides that I really enjoy, like researching and hearing about, but never enjoyed that much actually doing it because of the time sink, because of it being a bit boring, you know, and all that. I do like hearing about about it and the little secrets, like the the lava flow that used to be there and things right. like that. Because that used to be I a love really, that kind of stuff. That used to be a really cool effect with the lava flow, where it was kind of this gel that made it really look like lava. And they kept it at first when yeah. it changed to Ellen. It was just they had to replace those pumps constantly. Right, and then yeah, because it's because the gel. viscosity that that gel was it oh, couldn't handle crusty. the pumps. Right. Eventually, it just was water by the end of that thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. but stuff like that I always enjoy. But the ride, I if someone said let's do it, I there had to be nothing else going on. For me to be like, yeah, let's go. AJ, do you think they did the right thing when they changed this to Ellen's Energy Adventure? Like we talk about, so many of these other refurbishments of Epcot went really wrong. I think it was a good, sh- like, temporary solution that shouldn't have lasted as long as it did. It's amazing it that was, it didn't it, last that long. It was right. done in the same spirit as, like, the Tiki Room Under New Management. It, right. Well, and it was very same safe. Same time frame, probably yeah. the same year. Yeah, it was that same thing, like, let's make it hip and cool. Without, like, the, the understanding that, like, hip and cool lasts for maybe a couple years, yeah. and then you're... And they were stuck real, with like, it. At least, like, 
the original ride had history and, and stuff like that to it. You know, that, that you kind of reach that point after 15 years. Uh, th- this was this just immediately was just outdated. To the the, the you know doing it in 2017 would have been more like a almost like 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 a MS. It, it would have been like thing like it, like oh look how quaint this is. Look how young everybody looks. It was like when they brought back um, um, Captain EO, right? Except it yeah, never went away. <laughs> exactly, exactly right, exactly right. right. And we talked for like sometimes there's like that weird period where it rides old before it becomes a classic. Something like Owen's Energy Adventure could probably never become a classic, no matter how long it really right, lasts. Like Universe there. of Energy. Like that diorama was classic, right? Yes. But everything else around it, there was there was very little you could truly do to sell yeah. it. Now here's, I mean, what I don't understand, they they seem so so stuck on the idea that it had to be the same length of time in these theaters. We need another fourteen minute film. Mm-hmm. Did it really have to be that long? <laughs> well, I, mean, I well, think so pro- because probably for syncing with the loading and unloading right. for the next. Because while that fourteen-minute film is happening, you're having the loading in the first film from that first one, and then also you well, have, then I, after that you have to go in with the with the last. I one mean, yeah, you probably could have shortened both. You yeah, know, I mean, I think I think I think you shorten both films. You know, just make it, it literally as long as it takes to load and the, unload. The, that's probably it. There's probably like a safety buffer of like loading I people guess, in these vehicles if you're at max capacity and all that. Again, I, I feel be. like there was a way to make it more objectively about the dinosaurs. Well, yeah, it, it was just well, the it's the obvious safe and cost effective like refurb that they could have done. But, the, yeah. but then even probably that probably by that point they were already developing a whole dinosaur attraction. At uh, Animal Kingdom, we've done that episode on Countdown, which also features Bill Nye the Science Guy. It does. That's true. Mm -hmm. I mean, as the ride goes for the change, it's like here's an Ellen animatronic and some new videos. You know, right? You get down to it for that ride. Videos are a big part of it. I guess, like Chris, do you think it would have been better if they just literally replaced the videos, maybe spruced up the the diorama a little bit, but just got more modern videos about energy? Maybe not quite as dry, but without. The whole Ellen Jeopardy subplot. I mean, re- really what you'd like to see is a way to increase the length of the ride itself, but you just couldn't because the only other space to go was, you know, where the theaters were. You're not going to get much out of that. And what else would you do with the diorama area if you want to keep it dinosaurs? I guess they could have built an like an extended show building like they're doing for Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. Like now, but, you know, just actually reroute the ride to go through it a bit, have more of a ride to and, it. Yeah. And then, make, and then that, that way make theater. the video, yeah, not as long. Mm-hmm. But again, would have been expensive. It would have meant a lot of money for another slow-moving ride, which clearly mm. isn't really what they want to right. have there. Are you guys excited for Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind? Yes, incredibly so. I cannot wait. So this was, it was, I was surprised how controversial it was. I get it. People don't like throwing characters into Epcot. There are some people who are like, oh, this doesn't even make sense for Epcot. You could do Guardians of the Galaxy anywhere. I was like, it clearly makes most sense for Epcot. I mean, but as it long as it's fun and, and entertaining, yeah. I'm good. Well, I, lo- I love this story hook that it is like Peter Quill remembered going to Epcot once in the 80s with his mom and wants to like take his friends, the Guardians, <laughs> to Earth so he could go to Epcot. And he's like mad that everything's changed. Yeah. And then Zen- I don't know. I, like that was the original pitch. Maybe that's I don't, yeah, well, I'm it, sure. it's part of part of that. But like the build, you're right. The building is like Xandar's Earth. Um, like but outpost, you know. It's like they're at like a World's Fair, and this is Xandar's Pavilion, yes, kind mm-hmm. of a thing. So, uh, I imagine that's what the Q theming is going to be very heavily. It's going to be. Isn't Xandar get destroyed? And uh, well, th- I think Infinity this War? takes. Yeah, this takes before all that. <laughs> did they? Did it's they like get before, back it's between one and two. I think is like the timeline Weird. for this. 
Right. And uh, got, and the Christmas special. Well, so much of the delay, too, was like the whole weird delay of Guardians of the Galaxy 3 because like... Right. We, we, they they kind of fired James Gunn for yeah, a little bit before like, realizing they made a huge mistake. Yeah, because they were planning to film all the, the scenes for this with the cast during Guardians 3 filming. Mm-hmm. I do. And I think they just did it during the Thor... Um, the Thor four filming instead. I'm just worried that this ride's going to be scary. I mean, they well, call it, it a family, fr- but they call it family friendly. But I, then they say there's a reverse launch in the beginning. Yeah, I hope it's like not much. I hope it's not any more thrilling than Gringotts. That's maybe about as, as much. I mean, that's what it's. That sounds like the close comparison. So they they they've been showing more and more of it as we get closer to the opening, and uh, they describe it as an omni coaster. Whereas, like they, they they say, you know, an Omni Mover, like the Haunted Mansion, you know, the vehicles rotate to show you the scenes from the perspective they want. And well, that's what this Green roller God's coaster, does. yeah, they're you know, they're kind of act like they invented this when you <laughs> like Green Gods did this. Already. I mean, right. really, the only difference is individual ride vehicles are doing it, not like the one big one. Yeah. I guess that's not much of a difference. They're just they're smaller vehicles. <laughs> yeah, so, that's true. Essentially, but um, I mean, again, we we really don't know what the inside of that big building looks like. We don't know how many practical effects there are, how many screens there are. Like, is it moving constantly? <laughs> yeah, are you stopping and starting? Like, we don't yeah, know. Yeah, are there animatronics and all that? Because, yeah, yeah, Gringotts, like, stops and starts. Rem- remember, like, a few months ago, they shared um, that, like, very small, like, part like the track inside the Lit main up building and up, yeah and people were, like Some freaking people freak out. out like this isn't this, this isn't it? enough of a coaster this isn't a- like, clearly this is just Guys, a very tiny it's a tiny bit of it. it in the light yeah people are people are funny oh, so it it's, it's one of those rides that people are ready to get upset about but i'm sure we'll love when they do it yeah absolutely absolutely <laughs> all right well i hope it has plenty of I tell you what, I'm sure it's gonna have Universe of Energy references. I hope it has some Ellen's Energy Adventure references as well in there. That would be good. Maybe that it'd be cool good. if, like, in the pre-show, Ellen played like some alien that you wouldn't know it's Ellen, right? She or maybe just, like just there. enough that you're like, oh, that's Ellen. Yeah. <laughs> right. So that helicopter that her and Bill Nye fly around with in the second film uh, in the ride isn't that wasn't that in the Boneyard for a while? I yeah, that was, that was the R Studios in the Boneyard. So maybe yeah. they kept that and you can use that for something stupid. I that's don't probably know. long gone now. No, don't say that. They melted it down for slag. Wow. Wow. <laughs> They use it to make the bolts for one of the columns in the roller coaster. Yeah, just one. All right, all right. Well, that's it for Ellen's Energy Adventure. Uh, AJ, I think we actually have an email to read to read this week, which is which is super fun and exciting. Yeah, we actually kind of missed this one, so apologies for the late response. But this is actually from Mike's dentist. Yes, he's a big fan of the show. Thank you, Doctor Matta. Doctor John Matta. He in. really wants you two to go to him. By the way. I do need a new dentist. There now, you go. Now, now that it's okay to breathe on people again, kind of. <laughs> Not really, but you know what I mean. Yes. Uh, he says, hey, guys, I just want to say how much I love your podcast. Aw. I've been binging it this holiday on my long trips across the state to visit family. It made the trips 10 times more enjoyable and made the time pass faster. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, thank you. I really enjoy the uh, all the podcasts you've done, but especially enjoy the least favorite attractions ones. <laughs> yeah, those are good. <laughs> Which is funny. It's like I said, of all the bonus episodes, that's by far the most popular one because we went negative. Yeah, we had to go yeah. negative again. So Wait, and we, we kind of get at each other's throats sometimes, <laughs> yes. too, in a fun way. He says, uh, continues, you guys seem like you really have a special family bond that reminds me of me and my three older brothers as well and the memories we've shared in Disney, too. I know you love suggestions for shows, so here are a few I'd love to hear you guys talk about. Ooh. Horizons, of course. Eh, not really 90s, though, well, Doc. I, it existed. There's a lot that happened there in the 90s. It opened in the 80s, but it's very... I, it existed in the 90s more than it existed in the 80s. That is true. true. We, true. We, we, it was we, part we, of the 90s. We're going to do something with Horizons. We can talk about the closure of it one day. 
Uh, Jug Lake and Six Flags, which would be a fun bonus. That would be cool. That's a good idea. As some local boys. We got some good memories for that. Yeah, didn't you guys do a Cedar Point thing? Did I make that up? No, but we did Universal. No, you talked about Cedar Point one time. Because we did like a roller coaster. So I'm not sure you talked about Cedar Point, yeah. And a downtown Disney Pleasure Island in the '90s episode because that was uh, that's when the that's, West Side that's was whole built. Thing right. in the '90s, yeah, yeah Pleasure so Island. So that's definitely on the that's list. That's gonna of be a fun one. Uh, he finishes great job, guys. Keep up the great work. Special shout out to Mike because you're his patient. Say hi to your dad as well. I John will. Hatta. I yes, will. that Thank you. Fa- strong family bond we have is because of our dad and mom. So mm-hmm. thanks to them. Yes. You're, we'll you're, just, you're just saying that because Dad listens to the show now. That's right. He's going to get caught That's, up in this I, I wanted him to hear it. <laughs> yeah, we, we should bring that up because it's very funny. Like, like in the last couple of months, Dad learned what a podcast is in 2022. Mm. He decided, like, oh, my sons have been making these for, like, you know, two decades now. I don't think he's now. interested in our video game podcast. <laughs> that, that is true, to, to be fair. This one he can follow. Yeah, so he actually learned how to set up podcast. You didn't even ask us. He just, like, figured out the podcast. Well, it's after. I mean, hard. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Dad. Yeah, he's been listening, so it's kind of funny because, like, it's already getting to the point that we've been doing this show long enough. Like, I don't quite remember the content of, like, earlier episodes sure. and he's like oh remember you guys talk about this i'm like no no remind <laughs> us but you know it rings a bell <laughs> tell me what we said was it smart <laughs> was it funny <laughs> oh he <laughs> probably would think he tells me he likes it best when we talk about him <laughs> so different from most so, humans yes so this is really doing it for him right now yes good stuff all right, AJ, what are we doing for next month's episode? Now, I know usually we like to do our fun little April Fool's episode, but there is something kind of a big thing that's probably worth marking because April 1st is the 30th anniversary of Disneyland Paris, or as it was known at opening, Euro Disneyland. And uh, we just decided we'd uh, kind of take a look at the history of that park, how it was built, how it came to be. And, uh, you know, Mike Zors, you were the only one, you and Dad, actually, yeah. the only ones who have been there. I've been to Disneyland So we'll need, we'll need your firsthand account of it oh, as I'll well. I'll be ready for it. Maybe we'll get a little note from Dad, too. <laughs> See what he thought. We'll, we'll record. Uh, you, you could interview him, Mike. There, there yeah, sure. <laughs> I, rem- I, re- I probably remember what he liked and didn't like there better than he does. <laughs> no, no. Dad, dad journals everything, remember? That's true. He's That's probably true. Got, he's probably, no, Dad. Get your notes out. From, your notes well, like again, he's not going to hear this by the time we get to that. But yeah, he, he, he journals up. everything he does. He writes in the notes app on iOS. So uh, I'd rather Mike just assume that he does. <laughs> I know what he liked and didn't like. <laughs> so yeah, uh, we will look forward to that. We'll talk about uh, again. Like like I said, there's there's a lot of uh, that that project had a lot of effect on everything that happened in Disney World. Man, in the things 90s would be different because yeah. it didn't go so hard yes. at first. <laughs> So we'll talk all about Beautiful that next part, month. Though. It is. I'd love to go. I very much so. And uh, now they're getting their new, uh, uh, all their Marvel stuffs coming. They're getting online. a lot of stuff expanded to their second park, which right now is was is, is a tiny park. Man, you thought California Adventure was uh, pathetic yeah. when that first opened. Oh my god! <laughs> the concept art looks like they're tripling the size almost. Probably are. Huge. Needed to. All right. So that's it for us this uh, month, everybody. You can find more of us at 90sdisney.com, 90sdisney.com, where you can find past, present, and future episodes of the show and subscribe on the podcasting service of your choice. You can also, if you listen on Spotify, uh, participate in our community Q&As and polls. It should shock nobody that when I ask if anyone listened to this show, anyone at all, had ever gone to the Disney Institute, nobody answered. No nobody. one knew. No one went. But when I asked if uh, you were to go, what would you want to do? Well, 20% of the vote went for cooking, 80% went for film, TV, and radio, and nothing for the others, gardening, art, animation, and sports fitness. Sports, sports fitness. fitness, yeah. Uh, let's go to a gym. <laughs> hey, they had, what was, the, what was the name of that fancy tennis machine they yeah, had right. there? It had a name. 
They have one of those at YMCA's all across the world, I'm sure. <laughs> it's just the connect, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So make sure you look for the Q and A and poll on this episode. I'll come up with something clever. And uh, until next time, we'll see you here on 90s Disney. Take care, everybody. Bye. We'll see you. Hey!